You're listening to The Full Broadside. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Full Broadside. I am Cyberjock with us tonight, KJ Mando, and we added one of our buddies from the clan, Buckyball, is here tonight, who is a regular in the chat room, and he's going to be here helping us talk about some DD stuff that I'm going to bring up later. Um, He's our subject matter expert. He is. He is probably one of the best destroyer players I've seen in a long time, and when I've when I'm when I'm having troubles or struggling with with a specific DD or any DD, I usually look to Bucky if he's on to say, "Hey, how do you play this?" Because I'm sucking, <laughs> and then he gives us a good answer. So, but uh, KJ, how's how's your week been? I know it's, it's it hasn't been a long time since we recorded, but we want to get another one underway here being that we're well actually it's christmas eve we just just dinged christmas eve so yay merry christmas to everybody out there <laughs> uh doing okay um work's been work um one of the guys one of our longtime guys has been with us for 33 years his last day was today because he's retiring even though i kept telling him i've denied his retirement forever and he can't do it and, but he didn't matter he was <laughs> Threw up, threw up the, uh, the 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 hand signals and and uh, said I'm I'm done. Uh, <laughs> had enough. No matter what. <laughs> yeah, had enough. Cash so it in. We're gonna we're gonna miss him, uh, but I mean we'll carry on. But uh, this makes my life a lot more challenging. But other than that, you know, right. Doing all right. Trying to trying to finish getting things together for Christmas. In fact, just before the show, I uh, uh, was kind of glad that we got it pushed back because a buddy of mine asked me to. I could help rebuild his computer system again for him because he bought some more upgrades and so that's what I was in the process of doing so I kind of stopped what I was doing there so I could hop onto here to do this so when I get done with this I get to go back and finish putting that thing back together again right (laughs) Mando how you been (laughs) doing doing good I know KG's been helping me out with some technical stuff too when I'm on the road or out doing business stuff, I play on a uh, a hotspot. I go through my uh, cell phone right, carrier, right. and lately it's as I mean, like I upgraded the phone, I upgraded the the you know the unlimited plans to make sure I got top quality um, you know data and data stream for being a, a mobile connection. But I've discovered that I've been getting throttled, and so I know KJ. I, I found a couple of workarounds, some stuff you go into Red Reg Edit and mask some of your stuff that you send to the ping. The ta- I don't know, it's real technical stuff, but I know KJ was helping me out with a couple of things on that too. Um, 
but uh, it's frustrating because you get all these brand new shiny boats in your port you want to go take them out and it's like i can't because my uh my uh, mobile network carrier is not cooperating with me today so um but yeah other than that holidays are doing great um lots of fun in-game stuff activities going on and so it's been uh it's been uh, a lot of fun since the last episode for sure right on right on bucky how you how you doing I know, not too bad. I mean, it is the holidays, and I work in a service industry, retail, so right. it's a rough time for me, but we're almost through that, and then we get to relax for a bit. You know, it's struggling to find some time to get in and play in the game, but overall, nothing to complain about. Well, that's good, that's good. Yeah, is that's a, that is a, a, an issue that I struggle with, too. Too much work, not enough time to struggle or to juggle, I should say, between family, video games, and, and stuff that I want to do. And, you know, watching... The good thing is I finished watching the show that I was I was watching, and, you know, you get home from work, you're tired, oh, God, do I get the computer on? Do I hang out with the guys? And, and it's got to the point where I pull up Discord, hey, look, nobody's on. Well, I ain't going to disappoint anybody from not showing up, so let's flip on that show and get that knocked out tonight, because I really don't feel like looking at the computer screen. So, but but I'm, I'm out, the show is run out. Out. And uh, although the wife and I have started watching season two of The Witcher, that that's a show we really enjoyed. So, um, but but that's uh, one that we're making sure we're done with before the show starts. So, and uh, when she goes to bed, I can get on a game, and and then late night gaming seems to be working great. And and, and Snow Dog agrees, it, it's a great series. So. <laughs> But, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, Henry Cavill, if that's his name, I, I I love the actor. And and a little tidbit about him, he is also a video gamer. So in, in fact, I don't know Every how many time. I don't know mm-hmm. how many people know this, but he was he was nearly late to the casting call for the role of Superman in the Man of Steel movie uh, because he was up late the night before with his guild in world of warcraft raiding <laughs> so he almost overslept yeah. and didn't make the call so yeah you gotta give extra props to a guy like that that's that's a great actor he's doing a hell of a job with all the stuff that he's doing and he still finds time for video games so so bang up job there <laughs> but i like him way more now <laughs> that i know he's a gamer <laughs> yeah but the bad thing about it is is that he gets to buy all the really really expensive toys that we just look at and go man that'd be nice <laughs> yeah but but do you have time to play them you know when you're that busy i mean you can be all rich and powerful but you got to constantly be out there and and i i i feel that the the rich and powerful are always out there and they've always got another way to make more money and they're constantly burning the candle at both ends to keep that revenue stream coming in that they don't have time to sit back and enjoy life you know so who, who, who are who's, who's really the rich people here us poor guys that live in crappy houses drive crappy vehicles that are always breaking down <laughs> saving every penny we got to put into a damn video game <laughs> you know. i don't know i mean you know i i haven't had my check engine light come on in a while <laughs> I'll get to that in another show. I'll get to that in another show. There's, there's, there's been another development, so we'll enjoy that. Oh, oh boy, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> well, you'll have to. 
Um, <laughs> let, let's move in. We've we've got some. Uh, I, I looked tonight to see what the uh, what the uh, update with with the uh, the dev blog, and uh, they talk about the methods of distribution of new ships, and they talk about the details of which resource uh, some of the new ships will be available for in the upcoming updates, as well as some additional information about the replacement of the Kabarask and the Grosser Kerfers in the tech tree. That's in their first sentence and that caught me off guard did any of us know the Habarask and the grosser curfers were going to be removed from the tech tree yes sir yeah, yeah we okay. brought it up we talked about that I think we talked about it a few a uh, few episodes ago really yeah. was i asleep during that maybe i was zoning Probably. out and yeah okay it happens yeah. but but do we know what they're going to replace them with do have we have any idea yet yes okay so i'm just going to ask you to elaborate because <laughs> <laughs> i'm the lost and I'm, I, I, I know if some of our clan members are on, they, they punch, donkey punch me for saying that the Habarosk is the Kaba, for lack yep. of a better term. Yeah, the Kaba. Um, that is being replaced by the Delny, uh, according to the um, information from the developers. The Habarosk is not really follows the line of the tech tree after the, the tier 9 Tashkent, so the Delny is going to be more of a tashkent oriented um okay. destroyer and um the uh, grosser kerfers is going to be replaced by the Presson. um if you know in game grosser kerfers has kind of got that it grosser kerfers has got it's plagued by two specific um things on its main guns number one is it's it's uh dispersion it has the kriegsmarine um, battleship dispersion, which is notoriously horrible. And number two, the max gun caliber on the Grosser Kerfers is only, you're, you have, there are 406s, but you have the option of loading up 420s. Uh, the 406s tend, most, most players tend to run because it's a quicker reload. It's, you know, several seconds quicker than the, than the 420s, but they're not um, super heavy shells, like say like a Montana or, you know, the American super heavy AP. So uh, a Montana can kind of get away with it because of, of the type of ammunition that's thrown out. Kerfers can't. Uh, and the 420, the 420 millimeter guns, it's really, you're not over matching anything. It's just, they're just rather anemic. And so the big difference between the Presson and the Kerfers is that the Presson is going to be rocking 457 millimeter main guns to kind of okay. bring that tech tree up to speed and you know on par with all of the other tier 10 battleships which all have you know the 457s and and higher kind of you know so but yeah those are going to be the replacements okay okay well that that's interesting i wonder are these two that they're removing are they going to become premium ships like the perhaps the moscow if you have them Yes, if you have them. Now, whether or not you can get them later, I don't know if they've ever said that. But yes. They did, they did say that if you have them, they'll become a premium, and then you'll just get the next ship in line. Well, I mean, the price, you'll have to probably have to grind to the Preston and the other one, just like they did sure. before with the Mospa. Yeah, the they will both be available in the armory for coal. Okay. Um but you will not be able to, you know, tech tree grind them anymore. If you have them, just like they did with the Kirov and the Moskva, if you have them in, you don't necessarily have to have them in the port. You used to have, to, you have to have them researched uh, in 
if you have them researched, you will have the ability to either get them or you still have some time. They're not doing this until sometime in, you know, 2022, January, February timeframe. Uh, so it'll be a couple of patches. So you have the time to grind it up now. And if you have it in the port, you'll receive, uh, I believe, some in-game compensation. And of course, you get a free special ship and you will also get. So if you already have the tier 10 grocer curve first in your port, you will then get the Prussian will then automatically so you're, you're going to get it'll be replaced. You won't have to purchase anything basically okay all right well they go on uh, into some other stuff they talk about the first several updates of the year 2022 uh and this is apart from the early access to pan-asian cruisers you will have an opportunity to put some other ships in your port for free and then they talk about which ones they're 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 uh talking about here and the first one is a tier 10 battleship out of great britain called the incomparable a 1915 design for a gigantic fast battle cruiser armed with six 508 millimeter guns and three turrets. Uh, it says the battleship is notable for its good speed, powerful AA, but not the best armor. I heard that before. Uh, as far as consumables, Incomparable is equipped with engine boost, uh, special repair teams, short range hydro. Uh, which differs from the standard hydroacoustic search with a longer action time at lower range. And she's also armed with two quadruple tubed 533mm torpedo launchers with a good range and the ability to launch single torpedoes, says most other Britons. And it says this ship will be available for steel. But they talk about putting some other ships in your port for free, but this thing's steel. This isn't free then. So, strange. Um... Then we go well, into you burn, burn the steel for just playing. I, so. I guess, I guess it. Yeah, I don't words. know. Yeah, yeah. I saw free, and it. Just, I, okay, whatever. Uh, the <laughs> tier ten destroyer uh, out of the United States, the Forrest Sherman. Now we've had some Discord talk about this one, and this is the lead ship yep. of the class. She gives name to. <laughs> This destroyer was built after World War II, taking into account lessons learned during the conflict. The ship's armament was primarily designed to counter aircraft and submarines. The ship is armed with three rapid-fire 127mm guns with HE and SAP shells. Her torpedo armament consists of four 533mm single-tube torpedo launchers placed in pairs on both the port and starboard sides. The torpedo launchers have a very narrow aiming sector. Uh, the torpedoes themselves are identical to the MK-17s used on the gearing, but have a faster reload. The ship has access to the smoke generator, hydroacoustic surge, and defensive AA fire consumable in different slots. This ship will be available for coal. Now, there was a lot of talk about this one. What, what do you guys think on this one? To me, it looks like a gearing on steroids. Right. I know Mando's already said that, yep, uh, day one, money, it's, yeah. that'll be that'll be in the port. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there, it, there's some work to be done on this ship. I've, I've seen a couple of uh, streams on it. Um, 
there's a couple of question marks that I have, for example, specifically the torpedo launchers. And I was watching one of the uh, community contributors, a Sea Raptor, who does a great job in a lot of his, his videos. Mm -hmm. And he was um, looking at the torpedo. Here's the weird thing about these torpedo launchers, right? They're gearing torpedoes and they have right now a stock reload of about 73 seconds. And so with you know, skills and mods and fully upgraded, you could probably get that down to in the 60s somewhere. But these torpedo launchers, they're single launch and there's two per side. They kind of poke out at a 45 degree angle. And when they, when the devs talk about a very narrow aiming sector, it you can only move the launchers a couple of degrees to the side on each, uh, on each side of the ship. So meaning, you're going to have to actually steer the ship to aim the torpedoes. And so it was it's kind of a weird gimmicky thing on that, that it, yeah, if you want to aim the torpedo, you're going to have to crank that rudder over instead of just aiming the launchers like you would a turret. So that's kind of, okay. that's kind of a, a little bit weird. However, some of the, um, um, other features are looking really promising. It's, I mean, it's only got three rifles. So you got three turrets with three rifles. There's an A turret and an XY turret, and, and it, because it's more of a modern. But it's they they buffed it, um, and the reload speed is down to uh, I want to say a second and a half down from two seconds. So it's a 1.5 second reload on these things. So this this yeah. is going to be a gunboat, and yeah, I'm really interested in this, especially since it's for coal. Um, it's a post-war uh, destroyer on the U.S. Navy line. The only thing that really is lacking on it is going to be the uh, the AA suite is going to be a little lacking as compared to the normal U.S. Navy destroyer line, which is notoriously good for you know for AA. This one's going to be lacking a little bit. So it, it's still in development, but I've definitely got my eye on this one and dependent on the final configuration, I will definitely be putting this in the port when it comes out. Okay. Well, then they talk uh, they add well that was, we had a battleship and a DD, so of course we're adding a cruiser. The cruiser's out of Russia at tier 10, the Sevastopol, a uh, large artillery ship project 69I which resembles a swift, small battleship. The ship's main armament is represented by six powerful 380mm guns. Once again, the 380s are, seem to be becoming popular in a lot of these newer ships that are hitting the water. Uh, so six guns and three turrets. Her powerful, or her AP shells, will have improved ricochet angles and a short fuse time. The ship also enjoys quite good concealment parameters. It's equipped with a fast damage control team, defensive AA fire, hydroacoustic search in one slot, an engine boost and with a short action time but a larger bonus to speed, and a repair party that has longer action time but replenishes less HP per second. And this ship is available for research, so we've got one for steel, one for coal, one for research. Pretty interesting. Um, and then they talk about you know this one here i don't know i'm gonna look at i mean it's a i seem to do when i play cruisers i don't play cruisers very well there's not very many cruiser lines that i enjoy i don't as a rule 
care much for the cruisers. The only two that I've really had success with have been the French because I just run around like a giant flamethrower, get in, hit quick, and get the heck out as fast as possible. Um, however, I've had a lot of success with the Russian cruiser lines. Um, as hard as they hit, they hit really good. They're very weak on the sides, so you got to be very careful and be be very deliberate in your way of play style. Um, but this one certainly has me interested. I'm just going to have to take a look and see what it looks like when it comes out. And it's research points, so, you know, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into regrinding lines. This one might be worthwhile. Um, the Pan American Battleship, the Atlantico, at Tier 8, uh, is. it looks like this is going to be the next dockyard ship, it says. The project of a battleship with British main caliber guns and secondary armament as well as American dual purpose and AA artillery. The battleship is armed with 10 381mm guns and 5 twin turrets. She's equipped with only armor-piercing projectiles with improved ricochet angles and firing threshold. She also boasts long-range secondary armaments of a solid caliber 10 127mm guns and 16 234mm guns with a base range of 7.5. So this thing, with the right setup, can have some pretty decent uh, secondary range. In addition to the standard damage control party and repair party, the ship is also equipped with the hydroacoustic search consumable. So, very interesting. Uh, any thoughts on the rest of these? Hey, more ships with... Uh secondaries that go I know, out for I know, 500 right? feet <laughs> 500 <laughs> yard, or miles yeah they, they uh, go a long ways that's for sure some of these are insane but I don't know well, battleships I'm, you stay away from them you launch torps you sink them <laughs> yeah or you stay away and launch flame at them and burn them down it works good for all those dang Friesland guys you don't I'm, like those guys. I hate those guys. I hate every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking hey, at the Sevastopol. Yeah. No, go ahead, KJ. I was going to say, the last time we went out, I didn't take my Friesland, and, and you were still mad. Yeah, it's because you took the sister ship. Just the same <laughs> damn thing. Anyway, I'm sorry, Mando. Go ahead. No, it's all good. I was trying not to laugh with the mic. Um, the Sevastopol is... Um, yeah, the secondaries on that one, it looks like they're only got a 16 millimeter pit. I don't know. I'm still looking at here. HE shells, secondary armament. Yeah, the secondary pen is only 17 millimeters. And so I wouldn't, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be one of those mean, uh, you know, cruiser builds. I'm looking at the guns. It's got the 15-inch guns, which are the 380s. I'm looking at the armor. I'm looking at the layout of the ship. It very much is reminding me of the Siegfried, except Russian, kind of preliminary thoughts on this one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not too not too excited. To me, it's looking at the consumables. We'll have to see. Uh but then again, I just got the Colbert out of the Research Bureau, and anything after the Colbert is going to be a letdown for me for a while anyway. So. <laughs> well, for, for me, it's a cruiser, so right away it's kind of a turnoff. I don't play cruisers all that well. Um, I play battleships pretty decent, and, and, and I'll get into DDs here in a minute, but 
because it's a Russian cruiser, those the Russian cruisers and the, as I said, the French cruisers, I tend to have a lot more success than any other cruisers, mostly because the flatter firing arc. For some reason, launching the shells up and over the moon to come down and, and park up against an island, that's not the type of gameplay I enjoy. So I found that the, the American ships I don't care much for, the, the Japanese similarly... Uh, for some reason, I'm much better in the Russian cruisers and the in the French cruisers. So this one being Russian, I certainly have interest. But the problem is, it's going into the research pool, and I've been working my way regrinding the lines for one specific ship and one specific ship only, and that's the Slava. Once I get that, I may be just done with the research bureau for a while because honestly, I was looking at it the other day. I've got seven lines regrinding right now, and they're all double XP, so or double research points, I should say. So I, I really need to finish running all of those all the way through, and then when I've got that all knocked out, I'll have more than enough for the Slava and probably something else. But then I was I was looking. I think I was talking to one of you guys um, in in the divs the other night, and I said, you know. If I look at the amount of current uh, Tier 10s that I should have, I should theoretically have 11 Tier 10 ships sitting in my port right now. And I have four. Because seven of those lines I've reset. <laughs> so have reset. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've right. reset far too many. Leaving, I, I, I have a two battleships, a cruiser, and a de uh, destroyer. That's what I have at Tier 10 in my port. So I can run those during clan battles, but I kind of gimped myself. So it's worked out that I haven't been around for a lot of clan battles this season, but, you know, if I do, I've got only a couple of options. So it, 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 it kind of really limits me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up, I think, with, with the rest of these lines, and then I think I'm going to be done for a while because it's taking forever to regrind those ships. So, um, but, but because of that, I wanted, to, you know, I wanted to talk about DDs for a minute. Um, and, and this is something that um, I've noticed. Go I, ahead, go I ahead, gotta, Jump in. i got to cut you off because I have a correction. Uh-oh. I have a correction, and Snowdog was in chat. I was doing some research, going back to the Grocer Kerfers and the Cabaros. So what happens is, is if you have those in your port, once they get converted over to special ships, I was saying that you they'll be replaced with the new ships coming online, and that is not correct. Um, Snowdog put it up, and I just confirmed it. Um, so what you'll do is you will receive uh, credit compensation. So if you have the Grocer Kerfers in your port, uh, whenever it gets patched in, it will move and become a special ship. You'll get a 10,300,000 credit for the ship in your port, but you're still going to have to regrind back up to the new tier 10. So my suggestion is, is if that's the line that you're interested in um, and you haven't sold those ships already, keep the, um, the Friedrich de Grossa in your port and grind up either some free experience or grind up some more ship experience on that one to be able to right um that way you can purchase this so i i stand corrected on that and for that i do apologize okay well that's not a big deal i mean that's 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 good news for everybody out there that's still regrinding or, or is either regrinding or grinding the line still get into the tier nine and everything you do in the tier nine maybe i would even say if you're 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 almost better bet to just grind the nine and just keep piling up the the xp on it and leave it don't go buying the curve first you're going to get credited the ship anyway and you're going to lose if, the, if you, you have it researched right, right 
but you're going to, I mean, if you buy the thing, I mean, you're looking at 17, 18 million. And if you're only going to get credit 10, 10 and a half million for it, I mean, are you going to get yeah. to keep it? You still, well, you still need to research yeah. it. You'll have to have it researched on your account. Um, and then the dev blog is saying that if you have it researched but not purchased and in your port, you'll get in, it'll get invoiced to your account. Now, I don't know what that means if you'll be able to purchase it at a later time. Uh, you'll still have access to it. Um, but yeah, so you still need to research it, research it and unlock it. And then what I'm saying is because there's a lot of people that will then sell that tier nine. And frankly, I don't blame you for selling a Friedrich to Grossa. But um, right. in this case, if you want to pick up the new Tech Tree tier 10, keep the Friedrich de Grossa after you've researched your grosser curve first keep the free to grosser keep grinding on it and build up more experience so that you can i you would know. honestly I, I would argue with you and i would say save all the xp on, on the uh, on the the de grossa there at, at tier nine and just save it don't even waste it if you end up researching yeah. what's the what's the point of having a research you're you're basically going to be spending xp and exchanging it for ten and a half million credits so I mean, if you're that hard up for credits, then then by all means. But honestly, if you don't want to suffer through the agony of that tier nine ship, just save the XP on it and let it sit there until you get the you know the new ship drops, and then you can spend it all on the the new ship uh, researcher right away. Then sell the Frederick and buy into the new one. I, I yeah, that's... unless you unlock it and get it in your port, and you get to keep it in your port. I don't know. I, I would see, you know. Yeah, Snow Dogs in chat saying yeah. he, he is concurring XP right past the free Victor Rosa. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of those. When we were talking about the Tech Tree line, that's one of those roadblocks in yeah, that line, it's which kind is of stinker, you, you got to yeah. kind of power through it. But anyway, I digressed on that one. For that, I do apologize. I just want to make sure that I got the correction out there. That's okay. That's all right. That's you know, that's what we do here. Sometimes rabbit holes are fun. Um, but anyway, back back to the uh, I, w I was going down the the cruiser talk about you know the 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 Sevastopol uh, piquing my interest. Um, the reason I say that is because it's it, like I said it, it's it's a a Russian cruiser and I tend to play better with those uh, and not so much of the other nations besides France. Um, however, I've been playing my my battleships and my my destroyers a little bit. My my cruisers, the ones that I do play well. I've been playing them, and, and I've noticed as of the last few weeks, um, my, my battleship play has stayed about the same, my cruiser play also about the same, but in destroyers, suddenly I'm playing a hell of a lot better than I ever have. Now, I, I, I am bringing this question to, to the DD players here, and I, I, I'm guessing this, is, this comes down to three options. Either I've got way better at destroyers all of a sudden, um, let's see, are, 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 have they become easier to play? Am I've gotten better? Or has the balance changes that they've adjusted in the game made DDs easier to play? And, and now I leave it to, to you three because you three are some amazing DD players and I don't consider myself an amazing DD player. However, I will say before you guys answer these questions, with the last week and a half that I've been playing and enjoying the living daylights out of destroyer play due to increased amount of damage output compared to what I normally do, I'm really considered becoming a, a, a DD main. 
So, so, so what do you guys think? Have I become better? Is the game getting easier in the DD or has balance changes really helped them? Before we all jump in there, I'm going to let, let me bring in Buckyball on this one because Buckyball is one of our clan members and amazing I mean, I, DD player. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I learn a lot say, every time I'm with the guy. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna set him up and say uh, I I have some pretty decent DD play, um, and Bucky has helped me configure and like captain configure. Uh, if, for example, I'll use the Neustra Shimmy. I was playing the Neustra Shimmy as a gunboat, and Bucky and I were in a couple of divisions uh, a while back. And Bucky was like, "Hey, you should consider, you know, respecting it this way and that way." And I was kind of skeptical at first, you know, because I was kind of set my ways. But I did it, and I listened. And and uh, Bucky has helped me improve my gameplay uh, a lot, and so he is a very knowledgeable, so I'm going yeah. to... That being said... Well, before before you throw it to him, I will piggyback on that and say Bucky has helped me indirectly with that same ship because when I was playing with Mando, he flat out told me, yeah, I talked with Bucky, and he had me respec it this way and this way, and it's playing a lot better, and I'm enjoying it, and then I had him after that match help me set it mine up the exact same way, and since, I've had a blast <laughs> in that ship. So, indirectly, oh, yeah. thank you so it's much, Bucky. So, yeah, it is, yeah, but... <laughs> he's been he's been quiet. He's been quiet for the episode, but Bucky, this is... This, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, throw yeah. you uh, It's to his the time to shine. Yep. Yeah, it's your time to shine, so <laughs> what do you think about the DD state of the game DD play for now, Bucky. Well, thanks for all the hype. You're going to make me feel embarrassed if I don't live up to all of that, but, you know. Um, for those two questions, uh, I think I think it's two parts. I think you are uh, becoming a better player, and second, I think it's easier for destroyers. So, I'll start with the becoming a better player. Uh, being a DD player has always been about uh, situational awareness, uh, knowing where ships are, what are your threats, who is your biggest enemy, who can you bully, etc., etc. And I think as the more you play that, the more you'll be familiar with what the limitations are with the ships, what what the enemy ships will be able to do if they see you here or you do this. So I think uh, a huge part of DD gameplay is. Um, the situational awareness. So, like, for example, I'll just give a brief example. Uh, like, I'm starting up the battle, it's first match, instantly, what are my enemy radar cruisers? Okay, which cap am I going to contest? Uh, well, this one. Okay, but in all likelihood, where is that radar cruiser going to go? And then analyzing your DDs, well, which ones can I fight in a gun battle? Which ones will I lose to? Um, and you have to be constantly reevaluating that as either ships appear on different parts of the map or as you kill or eliminate ships. Uh, so I think that you are definitely getting better and that's going to help your DD play. But then we're going to get into the second part here. I think that being a DD main has become more influential on gameplay just because it's easier and you have um, less to deal with. So... Like in the last six months or so, roughly, it all started with the CV rework of rocket planes. 
once you got rid of that, it opened up so much more for DD play. Because before then, if you're looking at, for example, higher tier, tier 10 ranked play, your options were Holland because it had AA and the Torps were long enough range to go past radar cruisers. Or you had to take a gunboat, a Marceau, Kleber, Smalland, etc., etc., etc. But as soon as the CV couldn't hunt you down, couldn't waste all your smokes, couldn't keep you perma-spotted, and the rockets, he couldn't kill you in four to five strikes and just leave you dead and useless the entire game, it opened up a lot of room for other DDs to come into play and for us to have more influence on the game. And then, moving forward with that, subs were introduced so subs are like the anti-pushing mechanic i mean initially they were really bad for destroyers because those homing torps were so so ridiculous they were insane like even in a dd in a marceau you are struggling to dodge torpedoes that are homing on you that have the double homing and you're just crying to yourself <laughs> um, they do still have some counterplay against you but they nerfed the homing uh, and you can occasionally get like pinged randomly in your smoke and then have to leave your smoke so it's somewhat annoying but then it took on the role that it should have been that DDs are submarine hunters that a submarine wants to avoid a DD not the other way around um, but with the introduction of subs, you get a lot, a reduction of pushing ships for a bit. I mean, now you barely see submarines at all. So it's sort of reverting back so that, you know, Schlieffen and other hard pushing ships are just fine to push through and everything. So DDs that tend to like to sit in smokes in places and farm enemies down aren't as beneficial as they used to be with all the subs, but... Overall, I think the game state has been trending toward, you know, just easier for the destroyers. There's still all that Russian radar, but that was always a problem even before. And it's just now it's one of the only problems you have as a DD. So that's my two cents. Uh, if anyone, Kjar, Mando, you want to jump in and say something about that, uh, go ahead. I mean, I could agree with that because, I mean, what I've played, I don't... It used to be I felt like every time I'd get in there and you'd have a CB in there, you're immediately like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, here goes a quick game. Because what, you know, as, as you've, you've seen and you've, you've been there, you get in there and as soon as you start getting spotted, here comes the rocket planes, here comes the rocket planes, here comes the rocket planes. One, okay, now I'm dead. And that was it. Like you said, they've they did the rework on that. So I don't see a lot of times when I'm playing, I don't get picked on nearly as much. Or if they see me and I think if it's not a, a target of opportunity, they come in, but they don't seem like they're actively hunting DDs as much as they used to. Like, it may just be the different games that I've been in, but it doesn't seem like they're hunting them necessarily as often as they used to. And maybe again, maybe that's just different gameplay for people i don't know um but yeah as you were saying about getting better with map awareness i mean i've found myself i mean you know as we talked about in in uh, um 
in clan battles and, and stuff, you know, well, somebody will say something, we'll look at the mini-map, and, you know, of course, we'll always throw off of what's a mini-map. Because, as you know, not everybody pays attention to it, and I'm and I'm guilty of that myself. I get tunnel vision, and I don't always pay attention or whatever. But I've been trying to force myself to do play more and more with the mini-map, which is seems to help. I mean, it does help. It does help me keep more of an eye of what's going on out there and, and, and everything. And, and I think that's the biggest key is like you were saying you know uh keeping an eye and and remembering who's where when what how and why you know as, as a dd player if you you forget where a dd is and we've had matches like that it's like well where's xdd nobody's seen him the entire game and then next thing you know he pops up around the corner and sends you into the you know davy jones's locker because you didn't spot him or see him or, or whatever so I think, uh, you know, I think, for, like I said, overall, I think, you know, we've all improved our gameplay a bunch by, you know, paying attention more to the mini-map, like you were saying. Um, I mean, that's always a, you know, a, 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 that to me, that's just a huge key. It's just, like you said, your, your situation awareness. Where is everybody? It's interesting because when you go into a match before... Just like what Bucky was saying, when I look at the roster lineup, the first thing I do, and, and that pregame lineup screen to me is extremely important because I want to see who I'm matched up against, which is most likely the destroyer that's going to be opposite of me. So me and that other destroyer are going to be probably competing for that cap together. And so that's an important factor, what destroyers. And it used to be, of course, then you go down, your, it, it's like a triage. You go down, okay, where's the radar? Where's the radar ships at? Um, I I used to look and go, okay, there was, uh, you know, a same thing, KJ's response, oh crap, there's a carrier, or there's a double carrier. I, I don't do so much anymore because to me, the carriers have been just nerfed, and rightfully so, nerfed into the ground. And now they're talking about nerfing the spotting mechanics, which again, I think it needs to be done. Uh, we, we talked about that last episode where if a carrier's plane spot you, uh, only within a certain spotting radius will you actually show up on everybody's screen. Other than that, you, you'll just kind of pop up like a little blip on the mini-map. And so um, I'm going to side with the fact that I think that the game has gotten easier for Destroyer players based on that fact. There's, there's um, I mean, Radar will always be Radar. Um, but I think because the carrier that the carrier um, um gameplay has been nerfed but now on the other side of the coin there's a there's a rise of new destroyer classes that are coming up and i'm going to pick on the ragnar the ragnar is, is a perfect choice or the smallan is is if i'm pronouncing i know if legion was here he'd probably smack me in the back of the head the yeah. smallan smallan i know the emphasis is on the second syllable anyway uh but now you have a new class of destroyers and i think the the meta as far as destroyer play is shifted because bucky brings up a great point which is okay know your ships right know what's on the other end of the roster and if there's a ragnar and this is where i was talking about a few episodes ago actually doing all these deep dives has really improved my gameplay a lot because i'm starting to look at ships and stats um, I didn't realize this, but all the hype around the Ragnar is the Ragnar's got an armored uh, hull. The, the Ragnar's got an armor belt. I want to say it's like 25 or 
or, 25 or, millimeters. Yeah, 25 millimeters. Meaning, in game mechanic terms, if you're a destroyer and you're shooting HE like we do, we all just kind of tool along in a straight line and, oh, there's another destroyer. I'll shoot HE shells at it and, and break. No, you, you, it's going to be shattering on the side of a Ragnar. So I think there is a new, for lack of a better term, there's a new shark in the reef. And the new shark in the reef is going to be these new classes of destroyers that they have coming out. And especially looking at the new super destroyers coming out, the tier 11 stuff. Um, so I, I think that the threat is there. It's just shifted from carrier play to destroyers. Now, that being said, it's a lot easier for me to handle another destroyer than it is a carrier because a carrier is an infinite or it appears to be an infinite resource that's hovering over the top of you and everybody spotting you versus a destroyer where that is a finite resource meaning the more i whittle or somebody else whittles or if you get some help whittling this guy's you know health pull down the less and less that that they're you know more opt to bully you in the cap so um to answer your question, Cyber, I think the game has just gotten easier because I know my destroyer skills by no means have, have improved by leaps and bounds. <laughs> so I think it's just some of the mechanics have gotten easier, but I, I think that we're kind of in a calm between the storm or the calm or the eye of the storm or the calm before the storm because with the new, I think the new threat, and I could be way out in left field because I usually am, I think the new threat is going to be on these new destroyer classes that are coming out because you've got these bullies you've got the ragnars you've got the vampires you've got these you know bully the the small ands that that are out there um that can just bully you in the caps versus the planes where they're just they're really not effective that much and even looking at like the destroyer line like i've, I've said it many times when i'm in a holland or a holland and I'm cruising around. I just leave my AA on. Friesland, I just leave my AA on. You got planes? Come at me with your planes. I don't care. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's shifted. But, um, yeah, definitely the game has gotten easier for Destroyer players. I know. I just peed all over your picnic. But <laughs> that's my opinion on it. <laughs> well, well, it's okay because I think we all agree that it needed to happen because the... It uh, did. The, the destroyer play was so horrible for so long it was well i wouldn't say horrible it was terribly difficult uh, with all the new it changes and all the upgrades difficult. all the things that they were doing were was making i know it was poor kj was pulling all of his hair out man and he was a mess so no cap <laughs> yeah yeah when in doubt your best bet never cap yep. never cap <laughs> Well, and I, I've learned, you know, and when, when Bucky was 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 laying out the the info there, I was I was thinking, yep, I checked the mini map, and when I'm launching in the game, when we're waiting for the time tick till the start button comes up, I'm looking at all the enemy ships, what kind of stuff I've got to watch out for. Okay, yep, Alaska, I want to avoid that area. Hopefully, he's on the other side of the map. I want to worry about him for a while. We'll see, and then what kind of DDs I'm up against. And honestly, I, I've got to the point where I might go poke around a cap, but I don't go right in it right away because that's that's just an easy way for somebody to throw radar right away, spot me, and then I'm out the first one of the game, and I don't want to be the first blood. I, I've, I've realized even if I poke around and don't put up many points other than spotting stuff, and I keep around and just stay alive till later in the game, 
that's when I can really shine and put up a ton of numbers with the, you know, all the battleships are coming in, everybody's finally getting close enough. I can scoot around an island, spit torps left and right, or just pop into smoke and just burn them down with HE. So and that's been working tremendously for me and paying really close attention to the minimap, which I had an issue with early on. There was just seemed like there was so many things going on and, and if you don't dive headfirst into something, you've got more time to pay attention and to look around and, and, and keep moving and, and watch. So, I don't know. It's been a lot more fun for me in DDs, and, and maybe I'll start looking at maining them at some point um, down the road. But it's uh, it's it's been a heck of a lot of fun. So means you're beginning a freeze land. No, 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 no. I like, I like, I have to say, I am, am, am enjoying the torpedo boats a heck of a lot more than, than the gunboats so far. So. I just, I just heard you say pop in smoke and burn them down. That's freeze land. I, I did that. If, that. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But I am, I am primarily, the, the, the only reason I'm doing that is because I've already spit torps. Or I'm waiting for the reload to, to cool down so I can hide long enough to get them off, and then I'm then I'm out of there. <laughs> I will sure, burn down sure. with some fire from time to time if I can't, you know, if I can't. But I'm not going to drive a boat that has has huh. no torpedoes. If I'm going to do that, I'll get in a battleship. Hey, even those have <laughs> torpedoes. Some, I, but not the ones I float. A lot of our player base, they, they don't realize that when you're driving a destroyer of how much of a key piece of that team you are. And I'm going to give an example. I was in a match this morning. I was I was trying to do some dockyard stuff. I had to get some uh, battleship main battery damage. And so, okay, so I loaded up my Shikishima and rolled out there in tier 10. There, I was in a match and there was a, a Shimakaze, one, one destroyer. This is a tier 10 match one shimikaze on one flank and that shimikaze went unchallenged by any of the other destroyers and by the carrier that was on the team that shimikaze was left alone and because that one shimikaze was left alone that shimikaze was on the east flank pushed four battleships out of a flank all by himself to the point that we lost all of the caps to include the cap that was on that flank because we could not uh, stay on station for lack of a better term we couldn't stay in our area we couldn't push because there was always that hidden threat of this shimikaze that could very easily delete a battleship and a couple of salvos very easily um, and that played effectively and played correctly that shimikaze basically pushed an entire flank of four battleships by himself now this player realized the amount of value that they brought and the strategic value that their ship brought to the team and understood tactically the situation that they were at a huge tactical advantage. And so I think once you start becoming aware and exactly what Bucky was saying and exactly what you guys were saying, once you start becoming aware of the minimap and not getting yourself taken out in the first two minutes of the game, that's going to the, the learning curve on your gameplay. It's going to exponentially jump straight up through the roof once you get those concepts down because a, a good destroyer player on a flank left unchecked that that's a game winning move i mean that's like checkmate right there dude so yeah if you're out there running a destroyer don't save yourself a destroyer that can save themselves and survive to the late game is a very potent potent piece on the playing field definitely 
even truer for torpedo destroyers. Absolutely, yeah. Even more so for the yeah Asashios uh, under the right circumstances, Shimakazes, uh, any 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 sort of a torpedo um, focused uh, boat. That instant alpha strike to remove ships when you're low on ships in you know the dying stages of the battle is huge and especially you know flooding and stuff but the, it goes back to that you know you had a cv there was a shima all alone out on a flank and because of this rework he wasn't instantly sent back to port correct <laughs> right. oh yeah and we paid for it yearly and wh what did we pay the price that we paid was all four of the caps that's the price that we paid and and a, an easy defeat back to port that's what we paid paid with Well, why don't we uh, change things up and and get into the old uh, premium ship showcase? And and I have to apologize, I do not have a sound for it yet. However, I've I've got a plan coming up for the next show. Um, in the event that we don't get one out again before the new year, uh, depending on everybody's availability, we're going to try. But if we don't, I will make certain that when I come back, I have all kinds of extra sounds that are going to really, really spice this place up a little bit. And Don't I, you I've have the cash register? I, I guess, yeah. I, I can whip out the cash register. Yeah. Damn it, where is it? Where did it go? Jeez, oh, let's see. There it is. Yeah, there we go. All right. Print I got to find it. I got, I, got, I got a handful of pages here. I got to find it. and. <laughs> All right, so go ahead with the the Napoli you brought to the to the premium ship showcase there, Mando. Yeah, Napoli. Um, so this came about because there's been a lot of chatter in our Discord chat and some other discords that I'm in. Um, a lot of people have been asking about the Napoli, like, hey man, you know, hey Mando, I got the coal. What do you think about the Napoli? Uh, and so I figured this would be a good selection for the dry dock showcase premier showcase um napoli it's available in the uh, armory for coal it's a tier 10 italian heavy cruiser so when we say heavy cruiser it's kind of like you know the yoshinos and the um uh you know the a not the anchorage i'm sorry i <laughs> somebody flogged me for that one the alaska not the anchorage uh it's right right uh it, yeah, I need to get gong for that one. The uh, um, it's one of those heavy, heavy cruisers, um, and it's like its Venenzia counterpart. Um, it's got speed and agility. It comes equipped with the exhaust smoke generator um, and some really cool features. But one of the the main difference between the Napoli and the Italian Tech Tree line is the Napoli main batteries will fire high explosive as opposed to the semi armor piercing. Uh, main battery shells so that's one of the huge differences but um as far as the cruiser breakdown it i mean the napoli has one of the largest health pools amongst all of your tier 10 super cruisers uh it, i mean it's right up there with the you know um it's above the goliath and, and right underneath like the mosva and the puerto rico style grand so it ranks pretty high as far as health pool which is which is important because of the of the play style we'll get into that to the minute uh in, in a couple minutes um Another unique feature of the Napoli, and let's talk about Breaker down to her armor. Uh, the Napoli does have a turtleback armor configuration. It's not quite as as turtleback as say um, you know some of the the Kriegsmarine, the German ships, but she does have that turtleback in there. She does have an above water citadel, but it's it's 
barely above water, but it is angled, and that's part of that turtleback configuration. And so when we talk about angling for the players that are listening in, if you have, let's just say, and I'm making up numbers here, if you have an armor plate, your Citadel armor plate is 50 millimeters, and it's angled, like, um, you know, it just at a 45-degree angle, basically you just double the armor thickness of that angle plate, and plus you're looking at throwing a ricochet factor. So that's why angling, especially on your Citadel, is is very important. And even in this specific case, if you have an above-water Citadel line like the Napoli does, it's it's barely kind of poking out, but it is angled and it, it is underneath that um, that uh, turtleback armor section. Um, the armor has got a really good armor belt on the side, and so this super cruiser is built for tanking and there's a very specific reason why she's got the tanking and and to put it into game terms she her armor decking is sporting uh 40 and 60 millimeter plating on the armor decking and so what does that mean in game terms in game terms that you're going to be shrugging off and shattering a lot of those high explosive rounds are going to be thrown at you from secondaries from destroyers and a lot of the other cruisers that are throwing these you know trying to you know the smolensks and the coal bears that are you know trying to put these fire hose uh high explosive rounds at you you're going to be shattering and shrugging a lot of that off um but she needs that um and so moving on let's talk about the napoli's guns really interesting um gun configuration and napoli sports a traditional a b and an x configuration so you got two turrets in the front two turrets in the back three rifles per turret so you got a total of 12 rifles but the gun caliber 254 millimeters 254 which is i want to say those are 12 inch guns correct me if i'm wrong but um and so what's different about that well most of your super cruisers at tier for example the alaska the yoshino um the uh, stalingrad a lot of the uh um, i'm sorry not the stalingrad i'm uh, referring back to the uh, to the super cruisers a lot of those cruisers are using 305 millimeters so they're using a heavier gun um, so the Napoli is using the 254s, uh, and it's got a little bit of a longer reload than, say, the Venezia. But again, she's she's firing um, high explosive out there. So they have a little bit of a lower alpha strike and a penetration than um, semi-armored piercing. Um, but you know, they they do have the ability to set fires and you know break stuff on other ships. Um, her AP shells are more than capable of doing damage for a lot of things she's got good gun arcs and good um, velocity um, she does suffer from that large super cruiser dispersion though just like you would find on like the alaska or the puerto rico so there i mean there's some strengths and weaknesses here's where the napoli needs to have that armor uh configuration and the exhaust smoke is because of the the gunnery range the gunnery range is and i'm going to pull mine up in port and take a look at max range the way i have it set out uh max range i have so i have the the uh, the uh, slot six modded out to range 18.9 kilometers and so her base range is, is around 16 kilometers that's really short for a cruiser considering the fact that um you know you're up up at that that tier 10 level so the reason why she's got that armor built into her and the reason why she's got that exhaust smoke is is because your main battery range is going to be a lot significantly less and in, in, in you know for almost a lower caliber than other super cruisers at that point but there's a reason why and there's a reason why 
um, the Napoli's forced to get into range. And let's talk secondary. So this is kind of like the shining point of the Napoli. The Napoli is boasting uh, semi-armor-piercing secondaries as opposed to high-explosive secondaries. So the semi-armor-piercing secondaries, um, even... And here's what's unique. She has 90-millimeter secondary guns, which is the same secondaries you would find on a lot of the Italian cruisers. The difference being is the semi-armor piercing, they, they penetrate 26 millimeters, meaning that you're going to be poking through destroyers, you're going to be poking through a lot of cruisers and some battleships, some of the bound deck armor, as opposed to the 90 millimeters on high explosive, which has got a lower penetration value. Uh, Spect out correctly you can get your secondary range of Nap napoli out to a big whopping 9.2 kilometer rate which is really good for a cruiser considering the fact that they don't have a lot of those secondary skills uh so um let's talk about gameplay game style oh she does have torpedoes she's got a, you know some torpedoes on the side they're, they're they're decent torpedoes i like to use them for more of an area denial but she does have the launchers two quadruple launchers loaded up into the um uh you know to the rear of the ship uh gameplay game style uh napoli is very forgiving napoli is great if you want to push a you know push into a cap and and uh if you want to give some grief to some of those destroyers up there she can definitely um you know she can't trade rounds you know and duel off with say like a des moines or you know something of a larger gun caliber is going to be able to penetrate she does still have a 25 millimeter bow but that turtleback armor is going to help you shrug off some damage um and so what i like to do with the napoli is to smoke up get in close and, and kind of wait in ambush and then you know pop out use your use your torpedoes as area denial so i kind of as i get torpedoes loaded up they have a pretty decent reload on them i will throw you know torpedoes down uh, avenue of approach but the main gameplay is if you can find yourself in that situation where you can go toe to toe with something at close range and get those secondaries involved um great ship last but not least and like i mentioned before she is very forgiving you make a mistake you overcommit yourself unless you're caught flat broadside to like a kremlin or something which happened to me on a couple of occasions you're going to be able to pull away with your health point pool and maybe you have that exhaust smoke is off a of cooldown it's you're going to be able to pull away and learn from that mistake and be able to come back around again so i i think that's one of the strong points in the plane points is is that with her armor scheme she is definitely very forgiving she's a great ship to learn how to secondary brawl in a cruiser because you can get up and get a little bit close um and and her armor scheme is going to forgive you a little bit not not a lot um but but you'll be able to get away with a little bit more carelessness in her than say you would uh a, a des moines going broadside to something so um that's a napoli any of you guys have the napolis in your ports care to uh, chime in on that uh I I have it. It's sitting there because I got it out of Christmas crate. <laughs> I mean, for the Napoli, everything you said was pretty accurate. Um, for its overall forgiving ships, you have to time those those uh, those moving smokes to properly conceal you when you're most vulnerable. Um, decent guns the ap is actually surprisingly good if you catch any cruiser at at broadside it will be devastating if your shots land and the secondaries are fantastic obviously 
Uh, the only thing is, is that um, it goes back to the, it's this conundrum uh, because at range, your actual deck armor is not that intimidating. Like you do have the turtle back, so you're unlikely to be completely citadeled. Uh, some things will still citadel you, but because of the the weak deck armor from great range, the plunging fire from battleships will do full pens, and it will be um, surprisingly painful. And you can be whittled down really quickly uh, if you're not careful to make sure to try to avoid that long range fire to either be undetected or using island cover to close that distance so that your the the thicker armor on your bow will actually be put into use. So to counter words, that, uh, in other words, uh, to to piggyback what what Bucky said, uh, be aware of the Montanas, the North Carolinas, stuff like that that can really launch up over the moon and come down through your deck. Oh yeah, ab absolutely. And, and to counter that, the Nap Napoli is very quick, very maneuverable. Uh, you can get your rudder shift down. Like I've, I've said it many times, try to get your rudder shift. The 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 um, the baseline or the goal you want to get to is below ten seconds. I know she starts off with a stock like around twelve seconds. You can get that down with some modules. But let's talk about her concealment. She's got great concealment. Um, fully kitted out, you can get her concealment down to like 10.3 kilometers, which is less than, um, you know, it's it's down there. That's like uh, um, stealth It's very mode. good for a yeah, cruiser. For a super cruiser to, to be getting down to 10.3 kilometers. So yeah, Bucky's absolutely right. You want to use your speed. You want to use your maneuverability. You want to use your concealment. And that's where you want to do is you want to try to get in close. Um, don't don't yellow bum rush in there. I mean, it is situational, but if if you can get yourself into uh, that ideal situation, she's really going to shine for you. And if you make a mistake, that's okay. Her armor scheme will is a little forgiving. Um, the only other bad thing I would say about the Napoli is her lack of utility. She, there's no hydro. Uh, there's no spotter plane. I, you know, she's got the uh, the. Um, uh, the fighter plane. Um, so yeah, there's there's just that that lack of utility as far as like if you want to go chase a cruiser down a flank, um, you, you're not going to. If you want to do that, I always uh, as far as captain skills, I always spec. I of course I use Luigi Sansonetti um, on all my premium talent Italian ships. Um, the spec into radio locate. That's a skill that you're going to need, especially if you want to go destroyer chasing, because that's the only thing you got between that and a spotter plane. You don't have hydro. There's no radar or anything. So there is a definite lack of utility in the ship. So um, it's definitely not a solo flanking kind of a thing. You're more of a wolf pack. Um, s stick with some support. So that's my take on the Napoli. All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we wrap it up then for the evening? Let's uh, why don't we KJ? Why don't we start with you? Uh, all right. Uh, not a whole lot going on, of course. Uh, it's Christmas time. I hope everybody does have a good Christmas. Um, I'm hoping we get together again before New Year's. Um, but if not, uh, happy New Year's to everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, stay safe out there. Hopefully, you guys get all of your your goodies. And for those uh, married folks, make sure you. Uh, you know, get what the wife actually wants because you know what happens if you don't. 
<laughs> you won't be allowed to come play with your buddies very nope, much for a little while. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, just uh, you know, everybody, you know, it was uh, it's been a it's been a been a year, um, been a trying year, but uh, we'll get through it, and we got another one coming around the corner. So, let's uh, let's let's make the best of it. Right on, Mando. Uh, come circle back to me. I'm I'm putting my oh, names of the week no, in the chat. I, I, yep. I caught him unprepared. How about you, Bucky? Anything for parting shots? Uh, yeah. The year round, the 360 days of premium is half off right now. I saw uh, that for that New Year sale. So, out of the, all the things you can probably spend your money on on the game, it's premium time and getting that year in for half off right now. For I think it's. Yeah, 12,000 doubloons for oh, 360 amazing. days of yep. premium time. It is the best sale that you can take part of. Like, yep. if you're going to spend the money, get that. Well, and I was, I, I will say to that too, you know, out of a Christmas crate that, uh, you know, I, I got, I ended up with 180 days. And even though I've got the 180 days, I'm still looking at that going, that's only 12K doubloons. I might have to make another <laughs> little purchase just to get me, and it'll be—I'll have a year and a half. And I mean, I'm always looking to make certain that I have have premium time because grinding ships—it just makes sense to be premium. It just makes it so much quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So, Armando, you ready yet? Yeah, I'm ready. I was okay. typing. My <laughs> typing skills aren't all the best. Oh. Um, as always, I got let's, my let's names. Just give Mando the normal thing that he always tells us. Hey, Mando, get your S together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, here. I, I missed this earlier. I missed this earlier. Here you go, Mando. Oh, you gong me. I got gong. <laughs> There's a gong for Mando. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a double gong this episode, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I got the names for the episode. As always, if your name is mentioned or if you know the person they mentioned, have them email the show, thefullbroadside at gmail.com. Let us know what episode you were mentioned on, and uh, we will uh, gift you over a free weekend pass on... I know uh, what episode it is. Oh, that's, see, that's on cyber. <laughs> the, Google, it, it, it'll, Google, it'll be up. Google. Uh, no, yeah. I don't want to say it. Okay, I get you. I get you. <laughs> they got, they, well, I, okay, I'm unprepared now. So I don't yeah. know off the top you of my head. Give yourself a gong. If, if, you get a gong. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would say probably fifty-three, fifty-four, somewhere in there. It's Christmas time and Sanded is handed out free gongs. That's what yep, it is. Yep. Gongs <laughs> all around. Uh, anyway, so the names for this episode, and I want to appreciate those of you that threw the names up in the chat, and so I tried to incorporate all those. Um, by by request from, from our chat channel, Drunken McPloud, Bad Bios, Citadel My Poop Deck, and I threw an honor honorable mention in there just because I'm a huge fan of the movie. The Dude Abides from the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> so there they are. Drunken McPloud, Bad Bias, Citadel My Poop Deck, and The Dude Abides. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There's the dude. Yep, yep, there's yep, the yep. dude. You, yep, you just got to put the dude in there. So uh, right. with that being said, holiday season, everybody be safe. If you're traveling, be safe. Um, 
and uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands and and uh, have a good Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate. Have have a good one with friends and family. And that's my parting shots. Right on. Well, that will do it for this week for us. Um, we're going to try to be back on the 30th, just before uh, before New Year's Eve. But that all depends on whether we can get everybody back. It's holiday season. It's going to be busy. We're going to try, but no promises. If if not, Happy New Year to everybody out there. A Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, moving on. A, a big shout out to our, our chat room. Snowdog was here. Rage was here for a little while. A little quiet once again, holiday seasons, but that's all right. We had a lot of fun. And, and a huge shout out to Bucky for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks some, for coming on board. Giving us some I amazing DD talk. I mean, it it was it was tremendous to have a have an all pro like him give his thoughts on the DDs. So, but with that, everybody, thanks for listening. If we're not back, you have a merry Christmas and a happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2022. Until then, 